All right, last time on Beholder's Eye, Ravenloft, Side-Eye, Thingamabobber. Um, every, we completed the battle with the floating head busts that were way overpowered for a CR one half. And uh, you guys didn't end up taking everybody out. Um, DW was replaced by Riley. Um, and then they went and did a seance, got in contact with Mara Silvra, who is the spirit that they um, said that they would help in the room. Um, in the main hall with the stained glass window a few episodes before. And she said they needed to evict the chimney witch. So our team went in there bringing along the investigators, um, Irina and Ez. And in that kitchen, the fire jumped out of the oven and did a little damage to Irina, but also left them a delicious cake. And so both uh, Four and... Uh, Riley decided to eat the cake, and as they finished the cake, Four realized he was chewing on something kind of hard, and pulled the finger bone of a humanoid out of his mouth. And that's where we'll, that's where we ended it, so that's where we'll pick up right now. Four, uh, you're pulling the finger bone out your mouth. Well, you know, that's not one of the ingredients I would have used. It changes the texture entirely. Also, I think I'm gonna throw up. And so, I go over to the corner and throw up <laughs> <laughs> why your uh, stomach bothering you for well did you not see this finger bone here and I'm, I'm gonna actually hold it up and look at it through my tears because real men cry during vomiting so you've you've <laughs> never devoured the sweet supple flesh off of a man's bones not yet. And this is just a bone, right? It's not, there's not like no flesh attached. No flesh attached. It's just pure bone. There's no meat on this. Mm, I, so, w- I, I would assume the meat is in the in, in the batter. You know, it would be delightful with a nice blood wine sauce. I, I still prefer my cakes boneless. What he said, she said. Well, you know, boneless cakes are basically just chicken nuggets. <laughs> um. <laughs> I just prefer the extra treatment, the, you know, the extra processing. Mm. A little bit more, tri- you know, I'm not a fan of, you know, just eating it off the bone. That sounds rather beneath me. A bit too yes. you know, tribal sort of eating. I'm a little bit above that. <laughs> I see. Well, this is delightful, you, uh, you chimney witch. Thank you. Hmm. Well, now that we have partaken in your sweets, um, we do have some things we would uh, need to discuss with you. Would you be able to vacate yourself from this chimney so that we can talk? No. No, I don't think I can. This is my home. Ah, you see, um, that is the thing we need to discuss with you. What is that? Um, We need this to no longer be your home. Where will I go? Am I so, traveling somewhere baker? else? Yes. Traveling baker. There's no traveling beyond the fog. Well, can you not just like take your chimney and leave and just walk around and find the stragglers? I mean, we showed up here. Surely there's plenty more. You want me to take a structurally important piece of the whole house with me? Sure. Like that, it sounds it's silly. a load bearing chimney. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually a thing, though. No, right? I think it is, but it's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How 
did you get here? I know you're called a chimney witch, but is that actually what you are? I am much more than a chimney witch. I am a chimney chef. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is apparent in itself. More of a chimney baker, at least from my my (coughs) short encounter with you. But yes, I I do um, indeed need you to vacate this, uh, this chimney. Why? I have been in this house longer than you. What authority do you have? Well, by the power of Mara Silvera, do we come before ye? <laughs> Mara Silvera? Mm, yes. You're coming with her? Mm, she's the that. one who put me here. Yes, and she is the one wishing you to leave. Oh, there are consequences to action. You can't just sweep them away. I am here because of her actions, and I am not leaving. Do you have the ability to leave? I have no desire to. I do not believe that that was the question. Uh, we do know you do not wish to leave. Are you physically capable of leaving? Let me ask you this. Why would I help you evict me? Why would I give you an answer in the affirmative or negative if all you're trying to do is kick me out of my home? Well, obviously, I mean, it's a really give shitty it- home, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is just frustrating waste of time. Like, this house has almost nothing to gain from you being here. Why would you choose to stay? Because it is my home. If you don't choose to leave, then surely someone could easily just take the house apart and then you don't have a home. Well, no one has, has they? I mean, if you no, are just speaking yes. of hypotheticals, a dragon could come and eat you right now, couldn't it? Or the world could end tomorrow, couldn't it? That doesn't mean I should change everything I'm doing based off of a hypothetical that has never happened. I'm going to blast a hole through through a wall with uh, Eldritch Blast. (laughs) 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 I'm not as hypothetical as your dragon anymore, is it? (laughs) So, you don't need to roll. The Eldritch Blast blasts through the wall, and... um, (laughs) You hear multiple voices throughout the entirety of the house, almost as if the house is itself is joining in, all screaming out in pain and anger all at once. Um, <laughs> so let's go ahead and let's roll some initiative. I believe you made her mad, Ryan. Um, that was fully by attention as Butters. Butters was getting very bored of the conversation. It went in too many circles. There's only two circles, I'm pretty sure, but still too many. That's six. 18. Eight, 18. All right, here we go. So we've, we've got the uh, turn order going. Butters, you are first up after you just blasted a hole in the wall and um, you know, kind of pissed off all the spirits in the house. Good idea, surely, right? Um, so you don't see the witch come out of the oven or the chimney or is she still in the chimney? She comes out like right in front of the right there like let's say that's where the the chimney is and the stove she pops out right right there and you see a haggard um you know your kind of standard witch looking lady she's got the broomstick the crazy wild hair the wild eyes and uh you know warts on her nose all that kind of um you know just body shaming stuff from the past that we used to use so to denote evil because ugly is evil that's not my personal view i'm so i'm still already flying i'm gonna try and yep. cross crown of madness on the witch Okay. Well, Let's just make a DC 14 wisdom save, I want to say. Yeah, wisdom save. 
If you fail, she becomes charmed. While the target is charmed in this way, twisted crown of jagged iron. Um, iron appears around the head. Uh, a madness glow in its eyes. The charmed target must make use its action before moving. And it must do a melee attack against a creature other than itself that you mentally choose. No one in this room. Uh, target okay. normally when it's turned, but chooses. Does um, that even help? Let's, that helps. let's see. And it's going to do... So it, what's, the, what, what's the overall? You do the wisdom saving throw, so... I'll roll on that. I got a 12. That's the wisdom save. So a jagged iron appears around its head. It has to use action before it can move. And it has to attack a target I choose. No creature or if not. I don't actually think that helped at all, to be honest. Um, there's no other creature. Oh, there's that other guy, isn't it? Because the guy and the woman came with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I either choose one of you or I choose one of them? Um, so the, the, the guy who came with us, he's her chosen target. It has, to, it has to use its action before it can move, and it's out of range of her at the moment. But if there's no creature in range or no chosen target, it gets to do whatever it wants. So I love that. It can try to make a save. She can make a save at the end of the next, her next turn. So she on the, the next turn she has to use. Uh, me, okay. She she has to try and attack the guy who came with us. Mm-hmm. She has to use her action first, so she can't physically attack him. But then she runs over to him. Okay. Wherever cool. he, wherever he is in the room. Um. Yeah. Let's let's get some bodies down here. Um, Above the board, you guys are gonna get some tax opportunity. There we go. We're gonna go ahead. So yeah, I'm gonna fly over next to her as well. So I'm above her, <laughs> so when she like, runs off, it'd be really janky and meta. All right, so uh, Butters is gone, and now it is uh, your turn, Horus. Okay. Or Riley, whichever one you are. So uh, Horus is going to use his bonus action to take a form of dread. So I'm going to burn one of my Eldritch forms. Um, You can see um, out of that same wound, there is this black billowing smoke that kind of bursts out and forms round the body of Riley. And in this kind of smoky form, you see what looks like this like really regal um, man with long flowing hair and um, seems like kind of kind of pointed teeth and he reaches into his chest and pulls out life drinker and goes towards the witch um where is she located currently she's she's right here in between right in us, right yeah yep, yep. um so he is then going to swing out with the sword and try and hit her um it will let me uh does a 17 hit the witch 17 i believe does yes it does it does hit the witch that's correct awesome so it does 12 slashing damage okay and nine fire damage okay. and then um also because he took his is a form he also gains um 1d10 temporary hit points um for his for for horus fully manifesting so he gets eight temporary hit points and um she also (laughs) has to uh, make a wisdom saving throw uh dc 14 i guess i didn't need to write plus zero um she got a six okay um so she becomes frightened of horus's uh dreadful form okay (laughs) 
So, um, uh, Horace's form terrifies her, and you did how much damage? 17 from Life Drinker plus another 12? Is that right? Uh, no, no, 12 plus 9. So, uh, 21 total? 21, okay. Um, so, she is now terrified of Horace, and so she's got to run. Is that what it is? So, um, what? Fear, she has disadvantage on all things while she can see me. Um, she can't move closer to me for any reason. Um, so if she wants to move, it would have to be away from me. Okay. All right. It is now, uh, or are you done, Horace? That was a lot. And yeah. Yeah. That, lot. That's, <laughs> okay. that, that's, that's Horace's turn. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's popped all of his, his special stuff down. Okay. Four, it's your turn. All right. Um, I will, uh, <laughs> so so limited on spells it hurts um so i will use a cantrip called mind sliver so a dc 14 intelligence save from her take and or take four psychic damage and then would subtract one from her next save okay so she failed i rolled 10 so she's gonna lose one on her next save uh and you said you, had, you did how much damage four psychic damage four psychic. four psychic what does it look like as she dies oh <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't think they expected people to like min max as much as like you know, <laughs> Sam did there. <laughs> he literally uh, brought her down to one point of damage left. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's oh, okay. even with some damage resistance and stuff she had to your fighting. <laughs> All right, so she's just being bombarded by all this stuff going on, and she's freaking out, spinning around. Her crazy hair is going everywhere, kind of floating in the air as if it's underwater. And then she just, as Four casts his spell, um, she just stands still for a second as her mind just breaks, and she falls in a hump, in a clump of uh, her rags. Right, yeah. And then you just hear faintly in the wind, and she goes. Oh. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, well, I would, with, I with, with feel the, bad about that. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, no. Uh, I was just saying. Uh, I, I, after that, after she says that, it's almost like all the activity in the house subsides. Like you don't hear the screams anymore. The wind seems to die down just to a gentle breeze. There's really, it feels more like you're in a house than a haunted house again for a second. So go ahead and say well, what you're saying. I, I feel kind of bad about that, but at the same time, this house is no longer creepy. So I'd say it's a net positive. I feel no shame about this. But yes, the house is less nicer. creepy. That's very true if there are, in fact, resources to renovate the house with. Well, um, uh, the person we are working with seems like she is a lady of some means, so um, I'm sure there will be funds available to her that she can raise. I was th more thinking about the raw materials. Most of this place seems pretty dead. The dead can be raw materials for many things. Not what I was talking about at all, but... <laughs> Have you ever one, built a house you? out of bones? Don't think they meet the um, regulations nowadays, anyway. <laughs> oh, who cares about the regulations? When the man comes to inspect, you just eat him. And then your house <laughs> falls down because it doesn't meet regulations. The regulations are there for a reason. Yeah, how, how are you? I mean, you know, I, I know this is all meta, but just conceptually, how are you going to have a load-bearing bone chimney um, <laughs> hold up a house? I don't know about yours, but some bones can be pretty load-bearing. <laughs> They, they kind of hold up my entire body on a daily basis. So, you know. I feel like we're 12 again. We've got a title, Load-Bearing Bones. Got it. Um, 
Uh. <laughs> you can just go in a slightly different direction, my bone holds up a lot. <laughs> Get a very different. A lot of people don't even Google for that one. <laughs> Be terrified at the Raven Loft House. <laughs> um, uh, Irina says, well, that was so exciting. That was really fascinating. Thank you. I, I really, I, we, we really appreciate being part of that experience. Um, no, hopefully we can see. scorched like five seconds ago. Yeah, yeah, I did, and that's okay. You know, that's all part of it, part of the adventure. You know, it's uh, you know, you don't you don't get into the the ghost hunting business in, unless you're uh, ready for a little danger. You know what I mean? Sure. So, what are you gonna do now? It seems like all the ghosts have disappeared. Well, for now, I don't know. There are, there are other creatures in the house, and we're here for a little while, so we want to make sure we're connecting with as many of the different spirits as we can. You know, I mean, the history of this place is insane. You've got uh, warlords who are living here. Um, you know, you've got Mara Silva who came in and, and she fought off the warlords and then kind of became a warlord herself. And, and you've got just, you know, uh, there was a family that lived here not too long ago, just the, the Halvers family, which is really just kind of an affluent family. And, and the kids died mysteriously. They're supposed to be here as well. There's just so much to explore in this house. Wait, the Lady Mara Silva had fought off warlords previously? Yeah, there was, um... And she opens up a book, starts flipping through it. Yeah, Doubt Dranzorg was the name of, of a warlord here in town. Or in this area. I guess it would have been different. It wasn't really a town. But in, in, in this area, there was... He was a warlord here who lived in the... The only thing left of his castle is that tower. I don't know if you guys saw that when you were exploring. But that tower that's out there is the only thing left of his castle. And, um... So, yeah, he took over the town. And then, um... Mara actually came in and said, Hey, you know what? We'll, we'll try and negotiate. She did some fighting um, with them when he wouldn't negotiate. And then a lot of the nobles turned against her. And so eventually through some wars, uh, I guess not really war, but local battle, she ended up defeating Dalk. And then she took all those nobles who missed her and executed them here on the grounds of that castle as well. So their spirits are probably around here too. Um, so yeah, it's it's there's a lot of history here. Oh my, yes, that is a noble heritage. And like, as he's saying that, you can, the end of his minute of his spectral form kind of fades away and it gets sucked back inside of him and you see just Riley standing in front of you again. And as says, can you do that again? Huh? Can you do that again? Do what again? Well, you, you you had that spirit thing come out of you and then it went back in your body. Can you do that again? What? No, we were just eating cake with the with the witch. Fascinating. Yeah, you have not quite experienced all of that is Riley and Horace and whatever that thing was. So, that thing um, is Horus. That mega Horus. <laughs> but is there some kind of reward we can get from Mara Silva? We did just cleanse the witch chimney witch for her. Well, we can we can try and set up a seance again. Though you're right, it seems like the spiritual activity is a little down. Um, we were thinking, you know, this is not going to be just a, a one-day exploration. Um, so we're probably going to want to get some sleep tonight, and then we can try and do the seance again tomorrow once the activity comes back up. We've been here for, you know, a couple days before you guys arrived. Or not a couple days, but a few hours. 
hours before you guys arrived, and even during that time, we saw the activity change and fluctuate. It usually has to do with the fog. As the fog gets closer to the house, the activity gets better. And there was that weird thing that was dropping feathers that we were looking for, right? <gasps> Something dropped feathers? Right? You have one of the feathers, Sputters. Feathers will get out the feather. I'm making notes. She said, um... She said, oh, uh, screw. It's actually called the Riven. All right. There the what? Yeah, it's called the Riven. I think it was Dranzorg's crew was called the Order of the Raven. Is that what I pieced together? Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Um, I didn't know that we were trying to find a monster, but yeah, we've, we've seen two feathers. There was one in the crossroads and then there was one on the top of the stairs or whatever when we were searching around. So. Right, for sure. <laughs> I, I do I know, know that much. Um, <laughs> well, and and don't forget, at the cross so crossroads, you guys actually saw what, you know, meta-wise, we would know as a were-raven. There was a, a creature yep. there who flew off, and that's, that's where you got the, the planchette and the uh, and the, the uh, feather from. Right. Okay. So it, is, it okay. does seem to be um, helping us. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is a, a, a were-raven. It, it gave us Kate here. It gave you what? what? Here? It gave us Kate. What is Kate? The planchette, right? Kate Planchet, oh. <laughs> right? That is God, correct. <laughs> Gotta call stupid. back to the old joke. Um, <laughs> don't don't, don't groan at the joke, Ben. It was yours in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Um, um. So maybe the Were Ravens trying to help us out. That could be, but why? And to what purpose? To be friendly and helpful? Why else Why else would it have a purpose? I can't even imagine. That seems way too simple. We've been in the mist a long time, you know, traveling in and out, looking for ghosts, and I gotta say that anything that's in the mist is typically, you know, doing something for its own purpose, even if it's helping you out. So, you know, I'll keep my guard up, as says. Is there a window in here? Um, in this room? Uh, let me double check where it's located. Um, no, there's no window. Just from the where it is house, there's not. You, you've got uh, one of the doors leads into that long hall where you had all the paint. Another door leads to the dining room. And then the final door leads to sort of a, um, uh, 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 uh like cropping around the, oh, so I guess there would be a window there. Sorry, it, it surrounds the house. So yeah, there would be a window looking over the, out looking over the, that is to their house. Okay, because they said the, when the fog is thicker is when there's more activity, right? So is, what's the fog like right now? Ah, you look out and you do see fog is not as close to the house as it was, even when you guys were looking out at the tower. It seemed to be encro encroaching up to the house at that point. It seemed to subside a bit where you can like see the full yard out there in the distance, the road you guys to actually walk up to the house as well. Well, at this point, you know, I could use a rest if we just wanted to wait on the next seance. But after that, the house seems what's a lot safer, so I think rest is possible if we can find somewhere in the house to rest adequately. You guys have only yeah, really I bet been you on it's the plenty safe. first floor number. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I don't think you guys have even gone up to the second floor yet. I flew no, up to I the don't. tower at one point. Yeah, yeah we went but to I mean, tower, in the house. But that was the bottom floor of the tower, right? Okay. Yeah. No, no, you guys went up to the second floor of the tower, but there's only a second floor. There's no third floor to the tower, remember? It just goes up to a landing on the second floor, and then you can see where the studs were, or whatever you'd call it, for the actual floor itself for the third floor. That's gone, and the roof's gone, so you can actually see out to the uh, to the sky from there. Oh, got it. Okay. I completely missed that, I think, or forgot.
I got. All right. Um, well, let's take a rest and then we can figure out what to do next, huh? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Sounds perfect. Uh, this The kitchen only has one door, right? No, the kitchen has three doors. It has a door to the dining room, a oh. door to the hall, um, and then the, the hall with the pictures I mentioned, and then a door that goes out to the the um, wraparound porch. Okay. Is there any of the, out of the rooms we've been in, Are what would be the most defensible from just the point of view of entries? Um, the point of view of entries outside of a few of the closets you found. Um, let's see. There is one room. Uh, you know, you guys haven't found that. Um, <laughs> of the rooms you guys have actually found, the most defensible is probably the parlor. It's in the middle of the house. It's where you guys did the seance. There's only three doors. Um, but you get, well, when it, nope, there are four doors for that one. Let's see. From the rooms you've been in, let me see once again. Oh, um, actually, the easiest might be the big hall that had the stained glass in it. Um, the, the biggest, longest hall in place. You have three doors. One that goes to the parlor, one that goes to a closet, and then just one that goes to the hall with all the pictures in it. So that would be the easiest room for you. There's only two doors. Yes, yes we had that. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. All right. Um, you guys, you know, sorry, I, it's, this is D&D. Um, I searched the witch. Oh, okay. As you go over to search the witch and touch her body, it turns into dust and then flies away in the little bit of the breeze that there is, leaving only a dose and a little vial of a rat skull. And underneath that rat skull is the vial with a dose of assassin's blood poison, which we'll have to look up for the stats in the DMG because I don't have them on me. <laughs> Okay, assassin's blood poison. Yep. You were going to say for a second you touch it, it turns to dust, and you are now cursed. The witch is cursed. <laughs> oh. Retcon that. <laughs> He'll remember no. for next time. Yes. <laughs> That'll be in the main game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. All right. All right. Are you guys doing anything else? You know what? I actually want to investigate the chimney just to see if there's any sort of, I don't know, curse on it or something like that. All right. I mean, investigate. Okay. Yeah. Ruins of some sort. Runes. Uh, That's a seven. All right, you go in there and uh, you look at the uh, chimney. I'm not sure if this is after you've left or not, but um, you, you look at the chimney and you see that it's a place that fire has been in and um, it has the smell of burning and like a little flesh smell too because it burned Ariana not too long ago. Well, just as I suspected. <laughs> then I walk out to take a rest. All right, you guys are all resting. Um, yep, I'm assuming. And then in the middle of the night, Butters, since you are the only one who's not hurt, so I'm assuming is going to be a little bit lighter of a sleeper in this moment while your body's not having to mend itself. You hear running up on the second floor, like there are feet hitting the second floor above you in the wood, and then you hear the giggling of children. A shiver goes down his spine, and that's where we'll call it.